Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. So glad to have you here with us for another awesome episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, one of the best parts of our student experience here at the Speaker Lab is the coaching that is integrated into our programs. And our team has the experience and expertise that it takes to help our students gain confidence, clarity, and follow that clear path to their own speaking success. And so during our Coaches Corner podcast series, you're going to have the opportunity to hear from our director of student success, Mary Alice Goldsmith, and a member of our coaching team. So whether you are at the very beginning of your speaking journey or a well-seasoned veteran in the industry. Regardless, our coaches are meeting you where you're at and equipping you to take you to the next level. So I'm going to hand the mic over to them. I know that you're going to love hearing from our coaches. So let's get right into it. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. My name is Mary Alice Goldsmith. I am the Director of Student Success here at the Speaker Lab. And today I am joined by our very own and awesome, if I could say so myself, lead coach, Rick Clemens, for this episode of our Coaches Corner series. We're really excited to deep dive into today's topic, which is how coaching will catapult your speaking career. Rick, so excited to be with you today. Me too. Me too. I'm so excited to be doing this series of stuff. I think it's going to be great for anyone who's listening and any of our students too that are, are going through this. It's just these little extra tidbits of what we see in the speaking industry. So, yeah, I agree. I think coaching is something that if you haven't experienced coaching, you're kind of like, well, what is this coaching thing all about? You know, it's like, it's like that big question mark. Like, do I really need coaching? Don't I know what I'm doing? So I think it's going to be really great to spotlight the benefits of coaching. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's where we should start. Like, like what made us get into coaching? I, I know for myself, like coaching, um, is something that, you know, we think of coaching, we could think of like a high school sport or, you know, maybe even a township sport, but I think it goes way deeper than that. And I I think the first experience I had with coaching is with a naturopath doctor and I was having thyroid issues and I wanted to have natural remedies. I didn't want to do medication. And I started working with this naturopath and I was so blown away with how he asked such great questions that pulled out of me things that I wasn't even thinking about. So it's like those blind spots that you're not even thinking about, but it also inspired me to, at the time I was a fitness professional, I was doing group fitness and personal training, which is also a form of coaching, but this really inspired me to want to take it to a whole nother level. And I ended up getting certified through him in his hormonal fat loss program. And I helped other women do the same thing, but it was, it was this experience of really having someone listen and ask questions that I would never have asked myself and inspired me to get that coaching certification, then another certification and and so on and so forth. And here I am coaching. And so I think if I never had that experience, I wouldn't have seen the value and the benefits of coaching. And that, that's why I do it today, because I, I know that it really helps people get out of their own way and move them along in a journey that they're aspiring to be on. So I'd love to hear from you. What made you get involved in this? Very similar. I actually, the first exposure I ever had to a coach was in 1996, which is like, you know, seems <laughs> eons ago. And I took, a, so I was just going into a new role. And it was a role that they're like, okay, they didn't tell me the whole story when I took this job, but um, I was taken over as director of marketing for a software company. And lo and behold, we were merging three companies. I didn't know this piece. Oh boy. And so myself and my boss, who was the vice president of marketing, we got tasked with a lot of the merger stuff. Part of which being you're bringing three companies together, there's going to be some heads that go, right? So there were a lot of egos in the room too. So 
we decided to hire an executive coach, which back in 96, coaching was kind of like, we don't know what this thing is. Is it some voodoo? Is it some woo-woo? What is it, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember watching her, and I'm talking again, big egos in the room. I mean, we had all the VPs of all the companies. We had directors. You know, we were trying to like, how are we going to smoothly transition this? Which some of them knew they were on the chopping block. Sure. And just the questions that she started to ask and the finesse that she had with like managing people and helping people see things that they couldn't see. I was like blown away. Of course, I just started this job and I was talking to her and she's like, you know, you asked some really good questions. You should be thinking about being a coach. I'm like, I just started this job. I don't think so. <laughs> and it's interesting because that nudge happened over and over again. Then when I got laid off from that job, I'm like, oh, I should do coaching. But here I am like, okay, I don't have enough money. I need to get some, you know, da, 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 da. But then a coach showed up in my world and he helped me really navigate what my next step was. Mm. And again, the questions. Yep. And then suddenly when I, de when I found myself five years later, once again, getting laid off, I'm not a bad employee. Trust me, I'm really not <laughs> a bad employee. But I was always the guy that like I was high enough up and people knew I had this drive and this determination. And when I got laid off both times, they're like, well, one was a golden parachute, which was really nice because I could just sit around and eat bonbons for a year. But um. <laughs> The second time they said, we know you're the guy who can bounce back. And that's when I made the decision. I'm never going to work for anybody again. And lo and behold, here I am working for the speaker. You are. But in that time, I had started doing some coaching myself. And I realized what the guys that I was coaching, it wasn't, I mean, I was helping them. Yes, of course. Right. But a lot of them were just asking advice. And I'm like, I don't know if this is really what coaching is for me because it seems a little bit different. And then I had a really good conversation with somebody about it. And they said, well, kind of, but it's not. You know, you help people go find what they need and they answer for themselves that lies within them. And I see this in our speaking world all the time. Our speakers that we get to work with and other people that I've coached, they have the answer, but they can't seem to get past and around the obstacles sometimes mm -hmm. or they think they have the answer, but that may be just the answer that they want to see, but it's not the real answer. And I feel like that's what coaching really does. It opens you up to think differently, to see things you don't see. Yes, you can ask the same questions that a coach is going to ask you, but you're asking yourself the question. It's right, and you so won't. different. You won't. You won't ask no, them. You won't. No. You'll just be like, no. how, 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 right. how, right? And like, right. once you get on that hamster wheel of how, you're done. You're just spinning. Right. How am I going to do this? How am I going to get booked? How am I going to get, how am I going to build a speaking business? All those hows, that's that ego that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Then that quickly comes in. It's like, you can't do this. You're a well, hot one mess. Of my, <laughs> one of my favorite questions. And I just asked a student this last, well, I asked a lot of students this last week, but one in particular that it really, you know, just like I could see it like kind of stopped her in her tracks. I said, okay, you're frustrated. I get it. You're like, there's so much to do. And I, I'm not good at reaching out and, and getting gigs. And I, you know, I'm kind of scared to do that. And I said, okay, totally get it. So why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. If you know you're not good at sales, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. If you don't think you're good at building a business, then why are you doing this? And okay, some people listen here go, God, he's a jerk. I'm like, oh, I didn't <laughs> come off that way. It's like, no, I'm serious. Why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Because that's actually a really powerful question. Because if you can't get that, then maybe this isn't the path for you. It's right. always the, you know, the path. And I, I know for me in my own world of, you know, getting coached and going through many of the things that I've done in my life, and even Grant Baldwin. I just put it out there. Even Grant, mm -hmm. when I first started with him in his booked and paid to speak program, then he launched the first elite program. He, one of the first questions he asked me was, why are you here? And why do you want to do this? Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, <laughs> I don't know. I, and he goes, no, what, you need to figure this out because that's what's going to make you really successful. And it was really powerful. Of course, I wanted to like slap him upside the head. And I'm like, sure. you do this to your clients, Rick. <laughs> now it's coming back at you. So I, I think yeah. that's what coaching really does is open mm -hmm. the doorways to things we can't see. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I love about the speaker lab and the work that we do here, you know, as coaches, we're in the trenches with our students and we have, we have students from all walks of life. We've had, we have students who have been speaking for 20 years and students who have never mm -hmm. stepped on a stage. And so you know, some people might say, well, how do you coach the difference? Well, that's none of our business. Our business mm -hmm. is making sure that we hold the space for the people who are in front of us in, in any particular moment. 
and making sure that we are such excellent listeners that we know the right questions to ask. Because again, in coaching, once it becomes about you and it becomes an ego thing for you, like I have to have them, I have to make them successful. I have to, you know, make sure that they hit it out of the park. No, no, no. It's not about you, which is one of the beautiful things about coaching. It's, it's your ability to really hold that space and ask excellent questions to move that particular client forward. It's interesting too, because sometimes it can be the question and you can ask that question 10 times. And then suddenly it's that 10th time that it suddenly like hits home. Yeah. It really opens up the doorway and seeing those doorways open. And again, I'm going to go back to the whole interaction that I had with Grant, you know, five, six years ago, he kept kind of pushing that. And then he goes, well, why do you want to be a keynote speaker? And I'm like, well, because I, I know I can, I can say some things that need to be said that somebody else isn't saying. I had never uttered those words out of my mouth before. Mm. And suddenly that was the first time that I'm like, ooh, that made me feel really confident. Mm-hmm. And that was right at the time that my brand was starting to shift a little bit and things were starting to happen where I wasn't just focused in one arena. I was going to a broader spectrum. And I'm like, yes, these things that I need to say that somebody else isn't saying right now oh, wow, I can take my brand. And that actually can be the backbone of what I'm doing because I shifted my brand, still staying true to what it was. But suddenly I was capable of going, yeah, and I can say this, that nobody else is saying this quite this other way. And when I'm working with anybody, but specifically speakers here, Mm -hmm. it's that interesting space to help them see the value of themselves. Mm -hmm. That again, that's one of the biggest things. And that's why I think coaching really works is when you can see the value of yourself, or in the rare cases where mm-hmm. it's like, there's no, there's no intrinsic, I'm not saying you're bad, but there's no intrinsic value in what you're trying to take to the world. This is going to be a really hard climb. Now that can be really inspiring to somebody too. Sure. Like, okay, but I don't care. I'm going to go for it. I'm like, cool. Or this is where we do a U-turn and we're like, let's rethink and let's go at it again. But it's those mm-hmm. moments when you realize it. And I remember when Grant and I had a conversation you know, a couple of years ago about you know where I was and what I was doing. And when I first started coaching with him, he asked a big question, like, what are you enjoying most about speaking right now? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I said, nothing. Yeah, said, absolutely nothing. I'm tired. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I love it, but I'm tired. And he goes... So what do you enjoy? And I said, I like being on a stage where I get to tell stories, but I really enjoy like doing one-on-one workshops with small groups. He goes, well, then why aren't you doing that? And again, it was just like, okay, yeah. I just listened to what I had the answer. I knew what mm-hmm. I wanted to say. And so I started patterning everything I did around those two things. Like if I get a chance to just go on a stage and tell stories and kind of be that interim speaker in between other speakers, that's great. But then put me in that workshop space where I get to go play and and be with people and challenge them. And I think this is part of what a coach can help you do, too, is see again, see the thing you don't see. We have our mission, which is to give speakers the confidence and the clarity to a clear path to their speaking success. And we live by that mission. And you're, you're touching on that right now. And the confidence to see what they can't see is one thing, but then the confidence to step into that thing and actually do it. There's some mindset adjustments that are needed. And I think, you know, you and I can speak to this all day long. It's like, yes, you want to have a speaking career, but can you own say and mm-hmm. invest in the fact that you are a professional speaker? And yes. anytime I do a, an interview with one of our students who are out there having success with this, they say that they say, as soon as I flip that switch and I deemed myself a professional speaker, that's when everything changed for me. And that mm-hmm. that's part of that confidence that we, we speak about it. It's one thing to be in a coaching session and you're like, Hey, why aren't you doing what you want to do? And they're like, Oh my gosh, why am I not doing more workshops? I love Mm -hmm. doing workshops, but then they have to hang up that coaching session and then start implementing. Mm -hmm. And there's some mindset work that needs to be done with that, which huge deep dive mindset. I can see every step of the way in my path from the moment I started owning being a coach and that I was an expert in my particular field of coaching. And then the podcast came along and I'm like, I'm not a podcaster. This is not happening. And then I started owning that. And then we're 500 and some, well, actually 500 on one podcast, 
150 on another. So, I mean, I'm, I'm like a podcast. I actually know what I'm kind of <laughs> doing here at this point. And then the book came along and I'm like, I'm not really, I don't know. I can't really be an author. Uh, as soon as I own, okay, I'm an author, I'm a writer. And that was back in the day when I was writing for national blogs and doing stuff. I mean, I was just like, okay, wow. And then speaking came along and the same thing. Every time I stepped up to the plate and said, I'm going to own this, I'm going to own this. And this is one of the things that I invite our speakers into all the time. I want you to think about what would be different if you owned your expertise. Mm -hmm. What would own if you said you were a professional speaker? What would happen if you said, I own that I'm a much better workshop facilitator than a keynote speaker? Right. What would start to happen? Right, exactly. And I think I think there's some critical junctures in our program and our speak framework where our students really get back on that. Like they'll be, they'll be moving and grooving and they're like, this is amazing. I'm learning so much. And then all of a sudden they hit module three, module four, and all of a sudden they're back on the how hamster wheel. Well, how do I do this? How do I, how do I create my marketing? How do I, you know, uh, get booked and paid to speak? And they, they jump. And I feel like that word, like if people Mm. could just make that a red flag in their brain that Mm -hmm. every time you switch to what and why to how, that's a red flag for your mindset. It's a red flag that you are way too much in the mechanics and out of the passion of it. And here's something that I do. So this is, this is a little, and you guys and gals listening, you can all do this. Anytime you ask yourself how switch the word to, I get to go do this. I get to go build my marketing. I get to go reach out and get gigs. I get to figure out what my one sheets it's like, don't ask the how the house. I hate to say it folks. And trust me, I'm, I'm working on a weight loss journey right now. The how is the hardest part, but you get mm-hmm. to go do it, man. Every day that I get up and I'm like, okay, I'm getting to do this. I get to go work out. I get to go swim. I get to, you know, I get to do all this stuff. The moment we can change the word, how, yes, you're going to need the steps, but don't let that hang you up. You get to go do this. You get to go build a speaking business. Mm-hmm. And I think coaching is so profound in that way, because when a student comes on, they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. I I, I was all up all night thinking about how, and you can hear it. How, 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 mm-hmm. you know, it's like, as a coach, you let them go, you let them right. speak. And then you say, are you available to hear how you're so out of your body? And once you get back into your body, you're going to be able to implement all the what and why, and you're going to leave the how behind. And people are just mm-hmm. like, wait, what? I'm like, yes. Are you, are you available for this right now? And they're like, yes, please save me. But that's what coaching does. Like I, in a split second, I can take somebody from how and put them back into their what and why by just making them available to that space and giving them that. Cause as humans, we don't give ourselves enough time to think. And I, I remember when I was doing business coaching for women who are building their businesses, I would always say, how did you start your day today? And oftentimes it was checking email, checking social media, right? So right there, you are not giving yourself time to think. And that gift of just giving yourself five minutes in the morning, that will help you control your day and get into your body and avoid this trap of how, 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 which is just anxiety producing. It just Mm -hmm. clogs your creative genius and back into your what and why, what's your purpose for the day? Why is that your purpose? And then you go about your day, then you could fill in the how, but I think that's an interesting, that's an interesting approach. And it's great because I'm going to use today as a perfect example. So I knew this was going to be a busy day. I knew Mm -hmm. I was starting today with, you know, we're recording this podcast and then the rest of the day, it's like, I, I I don't have much breaks, if any, maybe a 30 minute break. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I do every day is I, I mean, most every day I go swim in the middle of the day, not happening today, Mm -hmm. but I also knew I didn't have, have anything until uh, you know this morning th- starting with this so instead of going well how am I going to get exercise I'm like well why do you want to get exercise and what is it you want and I got up immediately like okay we're doing the weights thing and then I'm going to go on a walk which is totally like hey this is different but I'm like this is why I'm doing this because I want to like get my exercise in it wasn't the how yeah I got right into why I'm doing it and what it is I want to get accomplished Yep. Because I know I'm going to be tied down pretty much all day today. All I did was shift it. That's it. I just shifted it. the time. I shifted the mindset. 
and like, boom. Now I could have said, I, I don't like exercising first thing in the morning, which I really don't, but <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where you make the adjustments. And I know for so many speakers, there's this speaker mindset that shows up and not, not saying there's anything wrong with it per se, but there's like, okay, now I'm a speaker. So this is what speakers do. Mm-hmm. Okay. That part of that's good. But what do you do as a speaker? Don't do the mold of what you think a speaker is. What do you do? How do you build your speaker business? How do you show up and make this happen? Because that's the key to success. Sure. Yes, you compare yeah. You can compare yourself and you can watch other people. I mean, there's tons of beautiful, amazing speakers out there that I say, model that, model that, model that. But don't get so much into the modeling that that you lose yourself in it. And that, again, is something that I feel like as coaches in general, we can help people say, okay, yeah. In fact, as we're starting a new program, one of the first things I'm going to do at the end of this new program on the first day is say, I want each of you to pick a speaker or a performer who's going to be your quote unquote silent mentor for the next 12 weeks. Mm. And I want you every day that you get up to go, Okay, I'm Betty White, or I'm Simon Sinek, or, you know, I'm, I don't care who the person is, it could be Oprah, it could be anybody that you've seen speak, that you're like, man, they're amazing, they speak, they perform, okay, fine. But I don't want you to get stuck on I'm not as good at that. I want you to channel them. I want them to yeah, be inspired by them and move it forward. And these are like, these are all just things coaches pull out of their magic little hats, which we all get as soon as we graduate from coach certification, we all get our magic little hat. Just that's like right. That. Yeah. That's right. And you know, it's of course, skill. mine's prettier than Mary Alice. Just saying. It, no, but, uh, no, not even possible. Give me a break. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's so true. And it, and I think um, what people need to understand about coaching it is a skill. And there are certain strategies around that skill. There's a great book by Nancy Klein. It's called it time to think. And we don't do this enough for ourselves. And this is what coaching does for us, right? It's like, you could say to yourself, why do I want to do this? I want to do this because I I was born for this. Well, that's fine. That's nice. nice. But why do you want to do this? Uh, Well, I just said, because I was born for this. No, dig deeper. As a coach, I could ask that question 15 times and you will just get deeper and deeper and deeper deeper Mm -hmm. into the layers of why you're doing this. And it's that whole concept of just giving yourself a time to think one of the things that, you know, I always say, how can we do this better? I'm constantly saying that to our team. Well, how can we do this better right now? We're doing it great, but how can we do it better? Because I always want to give us that time to think, you know what? there is a a better way we can do this. Like, Mm -hmm. boom, let that light switch. Come on. That's what coaching does. When you're able to hold that space for a a client, a student, and that student's able to get to that place of light bulb moment. Like you said before, it's always in there, but they just, they just, as humans, we just don't give ourselves that time Mm -hmm. and we don't dig deep enough because there's always something else we could be doing. So coaching really gives you that that confidence, because it gives you that opportunity to really tap into the knowing that you have about yourself and about your dreams and your goals. You just don't take enough time to spend time with that knowing and coaching helps you do that. And here's the exception. If you spend too much time saying, how can I do this better? Mm -hmm. that becomes an avoidance. Then you get caught in that hamster wheel. And one of the things that I use as one of my coaching techniques is Okay, cool. Yes. How could you do this better? Or what could you do? Okay. Give yourself 15 minutes to think on that and then go pick one thing you came up with and start working on how you put it into action. Because if you don't say, okay, here's the things I've thought on, here's all this stuff. And then what's one thing you can start do to put into action. You could spin there. You can spend all day. And trust me, as somebody who did that, I did that when I got laid off and got the golden parachute. Well, first of all, there was a lot of money. So like, okay, let, let's not do anything. Uh, I'm living in Laguna Beach. I can cycle. I can do all these. Blah. And then suddenly it started going away. But I use that kind of as an avoidance thing. Like, okay, well, what can I do? And that's all I did for a long time. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And when I started realizing that wasn't getting me anywhere, and that's actually what caused me to become a cyclist. I'm like, okay, you, you get to think about this, but go do something. 
go mm-hmm. do something, anything. Yeah. And suddenly that combined with cycling. And then lo and behold, I started like, I became a spin instructor and all that started moving me forward towards this whole coaching thing, because that's when I started working with the coach again. And in that coaching space, there were so many solutions that started coming up because I'm like, well, you know, I don't have a job. Really? Well, why don't you go start teaching spin? I'm like, well, I don't know. And then suddenly there I am. And then the next thing I'm cycling and the next thing I'm like, hey, I could do this and I could do that. And actually, that was probably the first time that I did anything in the speaking arena was mm-hmm. I went and spoke at a couple of different organizations, just telling them my story. I'm like, well, this is interesting. Maybe this could be something I could do. And lo and behold, when I got the next job, I became the company spokesman for our products that we're rolling out when we go to conventions. So yes, the president did his gig, but then I would take people deeper into it in workshops. And I'm like, oh, this is what I really like. And then mm-hmm. lo and behold, here we are. Yeah, no, it's so important to really ask yourself the right questions. And that's what that's what coaching does. Hey friends, do you know the five steps to book more gigs and get paid as a speaker? Well, if not, listen up because these same five steps to help me to grow a seven-figure speaking career are all laid out in great detail in my latest book, The Successful Speaker. Five steps for booking gigs, getting paid, and building your platform. Whether you want to speak as a side hustle or your dream is to become a full-time professional speaker, I know what it takes. I share all of that with you in this definitive step-by-step roadmap. Let me be your guide. Learn from my mistakes. Get paid what you know you're worth to share your unique message on stage. If you want to read the first chapter for free or just check out the book, go to thespeakerlab.com slash book. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash book. Check out your copy of The Successful Speaker. The mindset's one thing, and I I think we focus on that a lot with our students and throughout. It doesn't just like it's not just in the beginning. Like we have students who are graduating the elite program and they're like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to, and I'm like, "Eh, let's talk about this. You go back into the mindset, always giving them that confidence. Mm -hmm. But clarity is another critical thing that I love that we do here because it's one thing to have this concept of a speaking business or a speaking career. It's another thing to have the systems and the operations to support that. And I think we do such a great job with giving them different tools on putting language around their transformation that they actually make with their talk, Mm -hmm. giving them the tools on how to be an expert in your field. How do you position yourself that way? Giving them the tools to even organize their content so that they can write a really exceptional talk. And then of course, giving them the tools to get booked and paid to speak. Now I'm not saying that's not a process and I'm not saying that students don't get tripped up. But this is where that confidence comes in. And I think that, I think the way that our speak framework is outlined is so diligent in that way, where Mm -hmm. we give them that confidence. And then we give them this clarity of how to run this business, how to actually be a professional speaker. Um, There are always one of the, go ahead. Well, this is one of the things, and I'm going to invite anybody who's out there listening, whether, you know, our students or somebody else to think about. And don't tell me, I, y'all are going to like start shaking your heads as soon as I say this. Think about all the courses and stuff you've signed up for and you've never done anything with. Okay, go ahead. Turn, go ahead, blush. Go never, never, never. <laughs> if you really think about any of the courses that are worth their salt. Okay, I realize there's some that you get in like this isn't anything. But any of those that are really worth it, they will start to bring you clarity, but they will also bring you a system. Mm-hmm. And you need to pay very close attention to the systems. I could not have gotten my podcast to where they are without following the system. Mm-hmm. I could not have gotten my book written without following a system. I could not have got booked and paid to speak without following a system. And this is where the clarity comes. And I'm not saying you have to follow it 100%. Okay. Some mm-hmm. people get really hung up on that stuff. Right. But follow it enough that's alignment with who you are as a person. In fact, I was just having a conversation about this yesterday with my husband and I said, you know, I wrote this new copies up on my website and I don't, I don't know it for my coaching that I do outside of here. I don't know if it's really me, but I followed the copywriting system. I even had the copywriter do it based on this system that I'm like, I think, and I'm like, it's not in alignment with who I am. So, okay, it's up for now. I'll go tweak it when I get a chance, but I at least followed the system so I could follow it through and see it. 
Mm-hmm. Even if the system brings you to that space where you're like, that's not exactly how I want to do that. That's okay. Yeah. But don't throw stuff out that actually is proven to work. If I had right. thrown anything out that was proven to work around my podcast, I probably wouldn't be here doing it right now. Totally. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've said to students, because we do have students who have never stepped on stage and students who have been mm-hmm. on multiple stages. But when it comes to module four, there's so many times where we create a customized plan where there's several different buckets. I mean, in the yep. end, it's the system's the same, but how they're working that system mm-hmm. is customized, right? It's one of those things like you don't know what you don't know. And there's always going to be blind spots to a system. But if you could take the, the, the foundation of the system, right, which is the clarity of getting booked and paid to speak. And then you plug in, like maybe you have more referrals than the average student. So you right. definitely want to plug that in, right? Maybe you have more contacts or you got lucky and half of your neighbors are in the industry that you were in, that you grew up in and you could reach out to them. But having that customized plan is so critical. And that's just another thing we do here in our coaching. If I'm on with a, a student and they're, they're expressing to me that this doesn't feel good for them, Well, then those questions, giving them that space to think, well, what doesn't feel good about it? What Mm -hmm. comes up for you? Is this actually true that it doesn't feel good for you? Or are you resistant because it's making you feel vulnerable and exposed? So there's that too, right? Are things coming up because, oh, this makes me feel awkward that I actually have to get on the phone and sell myself. Like that's a thing, right? And just changing that, going back to the confidence piece and changing mindset and saying, you're not selling yourself. You're giving an audience of 500 people an opportunity to get better. Don't forget that, right? That's, that's that coaching. So taking the mindset, plugging into the systems and operation really helps people understand what they don't know, where there's blind spots and how to fill those gaps, which is so beneficial to accelerating the success of your speaking career for sure. And I would say that anytime you feel awkward and uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. That's when the magic's going to happen. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I know that's hard for all of us. We're all human and I get it. I mean, totally. I mean, I have been there so many times. But when I let myself step into that, it's amazing what you discover. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would be anywhere where I'm at in my whole world uh, in my life had I not let the vulnerability and uncomfortableness happen, even, even coming on board to work full-time with Grant and the team here, it was really uncomfortable for me. I mean, it was a big, like, okay, I hadn't done, I hadn't worked for anybody since 2006. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) I loved it, but there was an uncomfortableness to it. Like, okay, but what about my stuff? And then I'm like, wait, so I sat down, I had a little coaching session with myself. <laughs> You're kind of done, boy. You're tired of all of this, yet, yet you love what you love. And so I carved out certain times and pieces of what I want to keep alive in my business. And as I started to like have that uncomfortableness with myself, like, do you really want to keep doing this? Do you really want to do that? Mm-hmm. Would you like to do this? You know, you love this. You know, you love what you're doing with Grant and team. Suddenly the uncomfortableness really was just, I don't know how this is going to work out. And that's all it came down to. I don't know how this is all going to work out, but I know this is what's making me feel like, hey, this might be a really good space. Same thing is happening on stages. I've got asked to speak at some pretty big events. I'm like, ooh, don't know about this. But then I get in my little head, my own little stagecraft head and go, Rick, it's just a stage. It's just a stage like every other stage you've ever been on. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's more people, but that doesn't five people to 5,000, it's still a stage. It's still a talk. You're just doing the same thing. So lean into the uncomfortableness, especially if you're feeling uncomfortable, whether you're coaching with us or anybody you're coaching with, let your coach know that. Yeah. Because that's part of what we need to know to help you be successful. I have said to my coach over the years, many times, this is making me feel really uncomfortable. And the next thing he or she has said uh, is, so let's kind of explore why that's making you feel uncomfortable. Let's mm-hmm. get to the root of it. Cause if you can get to the root of it, that's where the answer is. And there's also probably in that answer, the next thing that you most need to be doing. Yeah. I love, I love educating students on this concept of, you know, let's just go back to that uh, example of sales. Like 
every time I have to do a sales call, it just drains me. I'm, I'm done for the rest of the day. Right. Well, that's, that's a good thing to know. Some people Mm -hmm. don't love to do sales. Not all of you as speakers are going to love to sell yourself. It's just a fact. And so just creating like a um, four squares and writing um, what, what do I have to do to move my business forward? That gives me energy. What do I have to do to move my business forward? That drains my energy. Mm-hmm. What don't I have to do, but I really love doing it. And what don't I have to do that I, I don't love doing. And like you have these categories now. And so it, in, in a way, psychologically, it gives you control over what you will get off of your desk as soon as you're making consistent money. So for an yep. example, if you don't love posting on social media, but you know, like you have to do it to move your speaking business or your podcast forward, that might be something that you delegate. That might be your first delegation. Like I'm going to get this off my plate and give it to a social media person, but understanding the systems and operations of your business, what energizes you, what depletes you organizing that I say to people have a Google doc, which is your master delegation list. Mm -hmm. Every time you're doing something and you're like, oh, that was a nightmare. Put that on your master delegation list and it will do something to you psychologically that, Hey, I have control over this. And when I'm Mm -hmm. ready financially, this is getting off my desk. It's really important concept in terms of clarity of what, what does the business need to be nurtured, but where don't you need to be in that to make it happen? I think Grant does a great job of this at, at, um, the speaker lab, but it's something that we often forget as business owners, being an entrepreneur, you'll, you'll learn the greatest lessons of your life, right? It's like being a parent. You, you will never get a better education because there's so much that you have to learn from the mindset to the systems, to the strategies. So just those simple things of like, okay, if I, the clarity on my business is these are the things I have to do. If, if I want to mm-hmm. be a successful speaker, come hell or high water, I have to do these things, Yep. but what do I hate doing? What do I love doing? And then you could see your business or your team starting to form. Mm -hmm. And that's something we talk about like module five. We'll talk about that with our students. Like this is your business. This is not just getting on stage is the easy part, right? We're creative people. We love speaking, but getting there, there's a lot of wheels that need to be turning. And this is more of the how part of your brain, but this is the part of being the business owner. How are you going to move the business forward? And what are the systems and operations you need in place to make sure that that happens. And back to the energy piece. This Mm -hmm. is one of the big questions I always ask somebody. If you're like, oh my God, this just drains my energy, is to really, so I'm going to bring social media up as a good example of this. It's a drainer for sure. If it's a drainer, ask (laughs) yourself, why do I need to do this? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying you don't need to do social media. I would never say it because without social media, I would not have, the podcast wouldn't be successful. I wouldn't have the private clients that I have. But that's what I have learned. So I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean Rick has to do it. But now at this stage, the amount I do, it's easy for me to just crank it out. But the real question is, why do you have to do this? And should you be doing this? You don't have to be on all the social media. You do not have to be doing TikTok and Facebook and Twitter. Right. and You do not have to do it all. Mm-hmm. So when you ask that question, if this is draining me, ask yourself, why am I doing this? And do I really have to do this? Because a lot of the stuff we're doing you do not need to be doing period yep. at maybe this juncture of your business. Yep. At some point it will, and it will, and it will. Like I remember early on in my business and I, I'm a smart, I'm a pretty smart tech guy. I mean, I can take a tech system like, sure, let's go. And I started using Infusionsoft and this is not a knock against Infusionsoft. And I thought okay, I had implemented huge That's systems. That's a Mac daddy though. And that was, man, that, yeah, and for where I was in my business, I'm like, even I was like, wait, I, I grasped the concepts, but I'm like, no. And I'm like, wait, Rick, stop. Mm-hmm. You don't need all this. You're only trying to have at any given time at that time. Okay. This is going to sound crazy. You're only trying to have 30 coaching clients at one time. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's way Lord, too much too. Yeah. But, but it's those things like not only when the energy hits and you're like, oh, it's wearing me out. Really ask the question, do I need to be doing this? Yeah. And the next piece of that is at this stage of my business. One of the best so pieces true. of advice is I ever got 
was right as I came out of coaching school. And these things that Mary Allison and I are talking about, this isn't just about speakers. I have seen coaches go through this same stuff. Like, sure. oh, I got to do this. Now I have to sell. I mean, every every coach that I coached, because I did work for my coaching school for a while coaching. And it's like, oh, I get to be a coach. I get to help people. I get to change lives. Da, da, da. Oh, I have to get business. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to charge people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you got to work on this every day. Mm-hmm. Suddenly it changes. But one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was our business coach that kind of helped people get stuff going there. He said, just remember this one thing. Your business is a baby human and you will be a toddler Mm-hmm. And then you will go into kindergarten and then you'll be in, in, you know, the beginning elementary school and then you'll move to middle school and then you'll be in high school. And one day you'll be in college and then one day you'll be out in the world. But even then your business will be out in the world, but you got to see it at every step. Do not execute stuff as a toddler that shouldn't be happening until you're out in the world. Right. It will distract you every single time. And again, I believe this is what coaches do. This is what we try to do in our system. This is why yeah. you get all the way through the framework. People are like, oh, I've heard Rick or I've heard Mary Alice or Jeremy or Nanette, any of our coaches talk about all the stuff they did. And they're like, oh, Rick's got a podcast. He's writing book number two. He's doing this. I'm like, I didn't just do this like day one. Right. This has been like ongoing and it still isn't, you know, like every day I'm doing this stuff. Yeah. What do they say? Do not execute yourself. Like, right. Exactly. Somebody's chapter 25 to your chapter one or whatever. Yeah. 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 But that, that does take that coaching to get really clear on, um, my, 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 uh, brother's wife always says, be where your feet are. Right. And Mm -hmm. so where are you today? And what do you need to do today to move the business forward? And that's, that's that clarity that comes with the coaching. Um, okay. So we talked about confidence mindset. Um, we talked about the clarity with the systems and the operations and really asking yourself great questions about what energizes you about your business. What doesn't, uh, what should you be doing? What shouldn't you be doing? And all of this leads to this clear path. And I think the, the, most beneficial part about our coaching is the accountability we give the support we give, um, the understanding and the wherewithal of like, you're, you're dealing with people who have been there and done that. We've all been in uh, speaking for a long time and, and have done it in different ways. And so we bring all of that to our students. Um, the willingness for us to be vulnerable with our students and say, Hey, we've been there. You, we have not always been successful. I failed a mis- miserable, miserable times amount of times. Right. Um, but just that deeper understanding. And I think that really helps our students to, to, to clear their own path, to know, like I could, I could fall back on these coaches and I know that one, they have my back and I, my best interest in heart, and they're going to give me the guidance I need and the space I need to, to really come up with solutions that are best for me and my business for where I am today. I think that that is so it's hard to put a price tag on that. It's really hard to put a price tag on that. And I think we excel in that way when it comes to our students. Um, A lot of students who are listening to this may not even know how much talking behind the scenes we do. Like, Hey, I had the student, Sue, uh, Rick, this was the situation. What do you think? What would you say? Like we do that as coaches, we Mm -hmm. bounce situations off of each other so that we can ensure that we're giving the best advice. We're not perfect. So it's always good to hear if I, if I have somebody who's an executive, I love talking to Nanette because that's her thing, executive leadership, right? right? So that, that benefit of having different layers of coaches at the speaker lab to be able to know like, wow, they're, they're actually talking about like, cause Mm -hmm. I'll say to a student, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to talk to Rick because he, he deals with universities. So I'll say that up front because we don't have to know all the answers, but to know that we have a team that supports one another so that we could support our students is really priceless. And I also believe that that vulnerability to say, I don't have all the answers yeah, is one of the greatest assets we can have as a person too, mm-hmm. because then that really enables you to go, okay, I need some input. You know, I need somebody to give me perspective and all this sort of stuff. And as I've struggled through lots of different various things, and I've shared this on other podcasts, I think that I've done with Grant throughout the years, but one of the greatest um, moments in my writing life, and again, I was writing for Huffington Post, I was writing for Out Magazine, all these different, I, w- I even did some work with um, 
oh match.com i mean my my stuff was out there a lot and i'm like wow this is kind of cool but then as i'm writing my book i'm like i'm getting stuck i'm getting stuck i'm getting stuck and i'm like oh man and suddenly my book coach said okay no problem do this i'm like okay cool here we go we're gonna get back on track right because i want you to start writing book number two and i just wanted to slap her i'm like Mm. "Uh uh-uh but there was a really valuable exercise in that because a it broke the pattern of i'm stuck mm-hmm. she goes i want you to write number two i don't care what it's about go have fun with it it can be it can be the sequel to book number one or it can be something completely different and by doing that it helped me get a better understanding of who i was and helped me really start to see because i was I, at the point i was like well oh, there's lots of people who've had this experience that i'm writing about but I started to really see what set me apart. And then five, six years later, I'm like, well, but a lot of people talk about what I talk about. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm coming from this really unique perspective. And then I started really owning and all this was happening at the same time. A a friend of mine like beat me up once when we were working at a coaching event and she goes, you're just not owning who you are as a coach, Rick. And and she's making like a million dollars a year. I just want to slap her upside the head. I'm like, well, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, you're doing something kind of different, but she wasn't in an interesting way. She wasn't quite doing something completely different. And as I started to see that, it's like, wow, all these little weird things. But yet every step of the way from my book coach to my coach to my podcast um, coach. Okay. Yes. I had a lot of coaches, not all at once, folks. I'm not saying all at once, but each step of the way I've seen the value because what it helped me do was see a, my own value Mm -hmm. what could set me apart. In fact, I remember when we finally landed on my most current brand and I'm like, wow, had I not been working with that person? And I'm a marketing branding guy. This should be like second nature to me. Like, ah, let's just do this. Mm -hmm. Man, when we landed, it was because she helped me see what set me apart and the transformation that I made for people. Yeah. that's. This is something as speakers, I sometimes think this is the biggest struggle. Yes. You're going to struggle to sell. Even if you're really good at selling and selling is just having a conversation about what impact I can have for your audience. I'm going to just put that out there. That's what you need to focus on folks is the impact you can have for that audience that that event planners want to have you. And that's, that's, I agree with you. I I think are the students who um, conceptually know what they do Mm -hmm. is one thing, Yep. but putting language to that is a whole nother thing. And we have all kinds of tips and strategies and stuff. And, and I I've had students, I know you have had students who have come back and they're like, Oh my gosh, my mind is blown. Like I, Mm -hmm. not only do I see it, but I, I know exactly how I want to position it. And the language just flows out of them because when you could really speak and define what you do and have those emotional um, trigger words that really define the transformation that you create, you get inspired by the impact. So it, it doesn't become a sale anymore. It becomes that opportunity and that's huge. And that's one, definitely one of the things that we do on a daily basis as coaches. Well, and one of the, I'm going to, I am going to say one of the easiest ways to really start to understand this is to dial into your own value to see that. Yes. Okay. There may be 150 other speaker leadership, you know, people in this program. Okay, but not everybody's going to do it the way you're going to do it. Yeah. And last week I was working with a student and suddenly like in one call, we came to this just beautiful space and it was because she said one word Mm. and I said, wow, you just said, you know, people who postpone their life. I said, do you just realize the value of that statement? Yeah. You just landed on this is the, these are your people, the people who constantly keep postponing their life who need to learn to embrace their circumstances and stop letting those circumstances hold them back. I said, the word postpone said everything. Now you're setting yourself apart. And she goes, well, yeah, yeah, I put, I put my education on hold and I did this and I kept postponing. I said, you are now the postpone expert. I said, I know that sounds really weird, but I said, this is what, and suddenly she lifted her energy lifted. And she's like, I can't wait to go work on this because it takes that one little thing that you suddenly realize this is what you do. When I come, I came up with mine. I'm like, Okay, so I help these guys do this with dignity and respect for everyone concerned. I'm like, that set me apart from everybody. Yeah, because I'm like, this is what I'm honing in on. I want you to do what you're doing with dignity and respect. And even entrepreneurs, I said, 
if you're going to go be an entrepreneur and you're going to go build your business, I want you to do it with dignity and respect for yourself and others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suddenly I was talking it in a way that nobody else was talking about it. Yeah, no, it's so true. And that that's that clear path. And once you have that, the confidence soars, the clarity soars, like you stay so far out of the how and you just focus on that what and why. And it's amazing what happens to your business. So um, any, any last minute, um, not advice, but if there's somebody listening to this going, you know, I've never been coached and I've been following the speaker lab for some time, you know, is this right for me? What, what would you say? The biggest thing that my coaches have given me throughout the years, and I know you're <laughs> going to go, really? Is the kind of silent accountability. Mm-hmm. They don't, I don't get on a call and they go, what'd you get done? Even though they do like, okay, what'd you do? Mm-hmm. But they don't beat me up for it. Now they may explore why I didn't do it, but I, there's this, it's kind of like having the weight loss coach. Like, you know, you're going to, you know, the biggest loser, they're going to get on that scale every week. Mm-hmm. There's an accountability. So when you show up, even if your coach isn't beating you up, there's like this intent within that I want to get, you know, I want to be good. I want to be good boy. <laughs> I don't want to be sent yeah, to the corner. Yeah, for sure. But the accountability, and the reason I call it the silent accountability, there's many times, you know, I will get on with students or my own private clients. And, and you know, I don't really say, hey, what did you get done? And so interesting about five minutes in, they're like, aren't you going to ask me what I got done this week? I'm like, sure, mm-hmm. let's let's go there. Because sometimes I purposely do that. Like I want to see if, if they hold themselves accountable. Mm-hmm. The accountability is huge. And think yeah. about if you're being held accountable, that also means, surprise, the how is getting done. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I would add to that. I agree with that. And I would also add to that, um, that the think tank part, like giving your sp- your brain. Like I I want anyone who's listening to this right now, thinking about starting a speaking business, or maybe you're in the middle of your speaking business, how many thoughts that you have, like when you go to bed at night, what are you thinking about when you wake up in the morning? What are you thinking about? But how many of those thoughts actually have a solution and the coaching, I mean, imagine going to bed with solution thoughts, like that's amazing. Waking up with Mm -hmm. solution thoughts, right? Yes. And I feel like, um, that's the most value that mm-hmm. the coaching gives. Yes. The accountability is amazing, but that time to think because thinking on a hamster wheel versus thinking productively with solutions are way two different things. Two different and things. that's the gift of coaching. And so mm-hmm. if you're serious about your, your speaking business, if you really can see yourself on stage or maybe you're on stage, but you're not getting paid and you want to take it to the next level, really give yourself this gift of coaching because it's, it's profound and you're not going to be thrown into a group with a hundred other people. It is one-on-one coaching. Yes. You get your group community, but the one-on-one coaching is just, it's priceless. So yeah. So if you want to catapult your speaking career, you have to plug into the coaching, investing in yourself emotionally, financially, and time is really, really important. And coaching definitely helps you do that. Rick, you are a rock star. Thank you for all that you do for all of our students and for taking the time to chat with me today. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab Podcast. And before you take off, don't forget if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps it helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of a rating and review. And again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.